but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. After further review, you know what show that is? Knight Rider? <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know if you knew it or not. Well, I mean, it was mentioned. <laughs> well, it, and all the time is always mentioned. This is, this is the original Knight Rider, mind you, not the uh, version that was... The, the one with David David Hasselhoff, yes, that, with that, the Hoff, that, yes, the Hoff, yes, yes, the one that 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 we're listening to. We also have on the phone line is he is like the Knight Rider of NFL uh, predictions and basically our NFL expert. We got David the Man of God Harris on the phone lines, and uh, actually, as we all we've been doing, we've been giving them their <laughs> round of applause. David, welcome. Well, more than a couple weeks off, David. We've been gone basically about four weeks almost, I think, because think about it. I was gone for three weeks, two weeks out of town in Indianapolis, and then out of town last week. And Frank's been gone about four weeks, I think. Yeah, because last week and I was in Kalamazoo for an officiating clinic. Which, by the way, he saw old WSUT uh, Zach Herrick there, and he was actually in Zach Herrick's B-roll. How was that clinic for the officiating? Oh, it was very well done. I have, have to give a shout-out to Todd Gooding, who I'm actually getting a few games from this year. He's the one who put it on, ended up getting some officials who worked Work in the Big Ten Conference to service clinicians. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them was Rudy Studd, who was a line of scrimmage wing official. Mm-hmm. And then another one who I got to chat with afterwards was Brad Hudak, who's an umpire. Where's the umpire position? Uh, not like a baseball umpire, mm-hmm. mind you. So I got, to chat, I got to chat with them for a little bit. They were nice to talk to. And also A.J. Haddock, who I know because he's a, re- a basketball ref in the area, he is now going to be officiating football in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Okay, so you was you was uh you was getting all of the the, the and the and of course the keynote speaker was Matt Austin. Who, who's that? Well, I'm not sure if you, either of you guys are familiar with. He was actually he's actually a rules analyst for ESPN now, and he was the the referee for the Auburn Alabama kick six game. And the Texas A&M LSU 7-0-T game. So you're basically making a mess in your pants because you were with the A-team. Right? <laughs> that's what was this basically. You know, you you were kind of bragging a little bit. You were basically with one member of the A-team. We'll, just, we'll put you it that were way. with A-team referees. And you were basically rubbing shoulders with them. That's just like a couple weeks ago when I was in Indianapolis. I was with the A-team coaches. Down at the uh, Indianapolis Downtown Convention Center. I don't know if you saw my stories, Frank, but I saw I was sitting next to Chris Holtman. Yes, I did. I, oh, yeah, I did see that. Mike Bray, Mike Woodson from Indiana, 
just just to name a few. Uh, John Gross from um, uh, Akron. Akron. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of his Ohio days, but he was there. Also, um, Matt Painter from Purdue, just sitting a chair from him. It was it was pretty crazy. So I was over there in Indianapolis sitting with some 18 guys, and then you went last week to the referee uh, conference in Michigan, and you were sitting with some uh, basically uh, 18 guys. But now we're on the A team of David the Man of God Harris. And uh David, you ready for your preview? Yep. So we we are going to basically um you're gonna be a badass with the NFC North division. And uh the Bears, my team, is playing right now against the actual uh Miami Dolphins. Uh um, so David, take it away, man. Uh, we're going to get the NFL theme music compilation coming up right here. Um, let's see which one we can get with. Um, we'll go with this one. All right, David, you ready? Wait a minute. Yep. David, the man Harris. Go ahead, David. All right, so we're going to start with the NFC North predictions. As always, we're going to go from Worst to first, and I'm sorry, Frank, the Detroit Lions are going to be the basement dweller sellers led by their head coach who drinks apparently a gallon of caffeine every day. And bites kneecaps. Which explains why he wants to bite kneecaps. Mm Mm-hmm. David, no. if you could only see my shocked face right now. It's going to it's gonna take some time, though. Uh, and the one thing I'd ask you before your previews, you can't watch NFL preseason now. It's only three games, and a lot of teams are already saying they're not even playing their starters, and if they do, they play like one or two series, so you can't even get a good look at these teams. Yeah, well, most of them, I know kind of watching the Steelers, they played our technically our second because we had the Hall of Fame game, mm-hmm. but we kind of most of the stars will be back for this third preseason game where we expect the majority of them to at least get a quarter to a half. But really, what the preseason is is showing which of these teams will have enough depth, knowing that considering that we're still in the midst of a pandemic, you're going to need and have to have some kind of rotation in terms of protocols. They've expanded the rosters because we're in a pandemic. So it's really, this season is going to prove about the scouting department player personnel, like how is your is your second team able to compete at a level that kind of use the baseball analogy, wins against wins above replacement. Like where is that going to be? And so I think for a lot of these teams that are in these rebuild projects, it's going to be tough because they're trying to figure out who their starters are, much mm-hmm. less who the backups are and Taking for a team like Detroit, who I put their over under at six, and that's being super generous. Six of a running game. David, if I may, I think the Vegas over under was at three and a half for the Lions. I am taking the under and. Three in the hook means four wins, right? Yeah, that's the... Now, remember, there's 17 games this year. Yeah, and they help, the Lions also have the fifth hardest schedule. I think the fifth hardest schedule. They, they weren't that good last year. I, I, I know, but the... I, I don't... I guess it was just who, they're, who they play this year, because I know they... I know from like the AFC, they do have to go out to Denver, who, and yeah, I know Denver's a dumpster fire... And I believe they also they also play uh, 
the AFC North this year. Mm. Who are they going to be yeah. from? Who, I know, David, I'll just say it right now. Your Steelers will get an easy win unless something completely crazy happens. Yeah, I, I think I, I think the Detroit's going to win five. That's where I put them. Five? That's I, think, I, I don't think they win more than three games. Sound like I mean, basically, to me. the only... I mean, the only team, or the only really question is, is Jared Goff an upgrade over Matt Stafford? Because I feel like they're the same exact player. <laughs> I'm going kind of If uh, running back, if they can figure out the running back situation to kind of take the ball out of Jared Goff's head, which I think should be the strength, maybe kind of figure, I mean, I know you have T.J. Hawkinson, who's kind of a star tight end in the making, but, I mean, defensively, they just have to try to like, not get blown out. But I think, you know, four or five wins, that's where they are right now, especially for a first year and especially in this tough division. <laughs> well, I for sure do not see it as I will pull. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the uh, Lions' schedule this year because quite fr- I'm having a hard time seeing any more than three wins on the season just because of who they play and plus who do they have uh, on their roster. I mean, truthfully, who's going to catch the ball besides Hawkinson? Their wide receivers are Tyrell Williams, Brashad Perriman. I know, I know his daddy played for the Lions. And then you also, and then Quintez Cephas and some other guy. I don't even remember his name. Hey, I guess he played a little bit last night. They have they have no, they have no wide receivers, and I'm really not sold on the running back situation. I I do lo- I know that Brad Holmes is trying to build the team from within and build them up in the trenches. I fully get that, and I fully respect that. And I know it's not going to translate to wins right now. Now, and you know what? That's all well and good. Good. You got one year to basically get everything right couple years down the road if we're still seeing the same crap different year here in different regime then we're going to have a problem but for this year i've got some patience even though i think this team's going to be absolutely dreadful but here's who they play open up against the 49ers i don't see that as a win they are for sure not winning in green bay they're not beating the ravens and October 3rd, they go to the Bears, even though I think Andy Dalton is going to be starting, Derek. I don't think Justin Fields will be taking over yet. I heard he's been getting the oohs and the ahs, but I think he won't be taking over until about the fourth week. That's just me. Actually, that would be the fourth week. So So it might be Justin Fields. Oh, boy. Then they go to Minnesota. Say what you will about, about Kirk Cousins and his stance on vaccines and all that stuff. Who knows if he sticks around. Maybe they get a win there versus the Bengals if Joe Burrow isn't dead by then. Mm-hmm. At the L.A. Rams, yeah, they're not beating the Rams. Philly, uh, maybe. And then by week, <laughs> they're not winning the next two games against Pittsburgh or Cleveland. And then they get the Bears at home on Thanksgiving. Then the Vikings at home. Out to Denver. I don't like I don't like playing at Denver, even though Denver absolutely blows. 
Home against Arizona. Who knows? At Atlanta. Uh, I think Arthur Smith is not going to be a space boner that that uh, Dan Quinn was. A space boner. Yeah. Another one of Frankisms. And then they go they go to Seattle. They're not winning there. And then home against Green Bay. And pro- probably by, by excuse me, probably by then, Aaron Rodgers will be resting because the Packers will already have the division locked up. The number one of the top seeds locked up and won't have anything more to gain, so they'll just be resting their guys. So where do the wins come in, David? They're they're beating Cincinnati. They're beating Chicago at least one. I don't know about they're, that one. No, I think they're getting swept by the shy. Mm-mm. I, mean, I have to agree with Derek. I mean, the Bengals, if... And that's and that's iffy if Joe Burrow comes back. The only problem with the Bengals is the line. If the line gets kind of shored up, I don't know if they get a win there. David, it's going to be hard to get some wins for the, for the Kittens. But then I, I think the biggest one, and Frank, just, just hear me out, revenge games, people always play the game of their lives. Jared Goff is going to go against the Rams and to Jalen Ramsey's side. But I can see him going for the game of his life against the former team. And I can see that happening with Matt Stafford, too. Well, I mean, I fully expected it to be like a 45-42 game just because Detroit really doesn't play defense, and we know the L.A. Rams can be elite, especially if, again, they avoid Jalen Ramsey and maybe try to avoid Aaron Donald. But then we don't know who's going to be healthy by that game anyway. So uh, this, this is, the, this is yeah. the thing, David. Calvin Johnson, you, you could see it on his face. He was not too happy with the Detroit Lions uh, at his Hall of Fame speech or just at the Hall of Fame ceremonies. They wasted his career. Matt Stafford knows his career was pretty much wasted. So when he plays Detroit, he's going to really play the game of his life as well because, let's face it, two great Lions, but their careers were basically wasted because of just mismanagement. So I think Matt Stafford's going to really have a chip on his shoulder, especially if L.A. gets out to just really some winning football. But, yeah, I, I think the Lions probably win three to four games. I would go with that prediction. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's eh, eh. Keep going, David, though. Hey, but at third place, I have the lovely Chicago Bears, the Monsters of the Midway. I say six. And that's being super generous. Again, thinking about their schedule, thinking about how like Detroit, who is Justin Fields going to throw to? I mean, Allen Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't checked in the situation, just kind of what they're receiving for. So, yeah, who's going to throw to? Running back. Basically, this is just another year of, okay, what the bleep are we going to do? Because now you have the franchise quarterback. So now it should be no more excuses. You have a quarterback. After you got rid of the quarterback that you wanted in Trubisky, who's in Buffalo. Defensively, it seems like... Well, Trubisky, they- you had to get rid of Trubisky. He wasn't the guy. Come on. And we, we, I've said that for how many years now? I, I'm finally glad that's over with. He wasn't the guy. You knew, you knew he wasn't the guy when they first picked up Khalil Mack in that game against the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. Ironically enough, the theme song comes on right now. He wasn't the guy. So you got to get rid of him. Bye. Keep going. Yeah, it's just kind of a million-dollar question. I know you guys, you said kind of week four or week five is when we'll see Justin Fields maybe against that Detroit 
I think probably by week five, it'll be a similar situation to what we saw last year with um, Tua Tagovailoa in Miami. Kind of ease him in, get a couple quarters, play some fourth quarters here and there, just to kind of get his feet wet in like real live action. If something goes bad, you have Andy Dalton in the rear to kind of be that emergency backup. But I think for sure, week six, seven, like mid to late October, Justin Fields should be the starter, barring injury. And this is, again, just who who is Justin Fields going to be? You know, we were, everyone was hyping him up as to be, you know, the third or fourth best quarterback in this draft. Time to put up or shut up. Now, you may not be in the best situation, but if you're drafting that high, if you're being drafted that high, you're not going to a solid team. So, True. we're going to learn a lot about Justin Fields. We're going to learn a lot about this ownership. I mean, I feel like Nagy's on his, like, 19th last chance at this point. So, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I, what I think the Bears... See now they got seventeen games in there. I, I they they backed into the playoffs last season. They had the, the the problem with the Bears was this: the line is a little shaky. But Mr. Bisky was great between the twenty yard lines. It wasn't bad. But when it was red zone time and it gets scores, it was oopsie daisy. Either he was throwing an interception or we had to lead to go to field goals. If Justin Fields could be efficient in the red zone, don't be surprised if the Bears. Go twelve and five. If Andy Dalton can do that, just be efficient in the red zone. They can go twelve and five, or you know they could go eleven and six, twelve and five, thirteen and four, somewhere around there. If it's the same old Bears from last season, mm, then we're gonna get back down to eight and nine, seven and ten, maybe six and eleven. Uh, but that was, I keep trying to tell you, it was Trubisky the whole time. You just didn't have the quarterback to either lead you down a drive in the fourth quarter or a guy when you got in the red zone, you had to fear. That is the difference between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the teams in this league. Bears got the defense, but they just didn't have a guy that could just get a score and get that back-breaking play that just been like, that son of a gun. That's it. Hopefully Dalton or Fields, preferably Fields, because you picked, like you said, you picked him so high, would be that guy. That's all really the Bears need. Line is a little shaky. Um, Sometimes they did break down, but then again, you don't know if that was because of Trubisky. But they had to pretty much change up the offense around Trubisky's strengths, which were limited. This guy, Fields, what I'm hearing from early reports, is, is phenomenal and can be a superstar in this league. So that changes a lot of the dynamic. It's just a wait-and-see game. But like I said, they're probably going to let Dalton start because they signed him early. I don't think they really I don't think they really thought that they were going to get that high of a, of a draft pick to get Fields at that point. I don't think they did. It fell in their lap. I'm, I'm, I am extremely happy that the Bears went and finally got a franchise quarterback. But as I said before, if they can get Fields in early and he shows that he could be a superstar, the Bears could possibly go 12-5, If it's the same old Bears and he can't do nothing in the red zone, then they're going to be probably 500 to below 500. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you there, and unfortunately I got to dip out, so I'll yeah. have to 
David, I'm sure you're going to do an amazing job with the rest of them. I will make sure to catch them at a later date, and I'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Because right. next week I'm going to be out due to a golf outing. Uh, more golf. Oh, the Bedford golf outing. Yes. All right, cool. we, which we still have uh, spots available, so just trying to get the word out there. All right, cool. Thank you. Uh, to Frank, he's going to get on air. Okay, keep going, David. Two more teams. All right. All right, bring it up the rear in second place. As always, the Minnesota Vikings. Wait a minute. How are you going to put the Vikings over the Bears? I, it's honestly because I kind of trust Kirk Cousins more just because like, he's not the best quarterback, but at least you kind of know and expect and kind of anticipate what he's going to give you. I wouldn't like, trust. Co- I wouldn't trust Kirk Cousins to do a lot of things. Turns into a pumpkin in big games, as Frank yells with the mic. Say that in the mic with the mic on. He turns into a pumpkin in big games. That is very true. The glass slipper breaks off his foot. I mean, but all you gotta do is have one one decent game. They play half their games inside, so a lot of their games are not affected by weather. They have a solid field goal kicker, field goal kicker. And their defense is, I think, top you know, top fifteen in this league. Kind of when everyone is healthy, I think Minnesota mm-hmm. has a strong defense that can keep them in a lot of games that probably should be blocked. And then we know when Dalvin Cook is healthy, he's arguably top five running back, top six running back in this league. So that's ball control. And then, like with a lot of quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins is really good at not making those. Crazy mistakes. Yes, in those big games, he has his because he has his moments. But it's not as though when you have Kirk Cousins on the field, you're worried. Okay, defense is not going to have enough time to rest because it's going to be a quick three and out. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I, I, I think Minnesota's second place, and then of course, I mean, it's Green. As long as Aaron Rodgers is there, it's Green Bay's division to lose. True, I, I will agree with you on that. It is theirs to lose if, yeah. You're right. Keep going. And switching over to the AFC North. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're not going to do anything on Green? It's just if Aaron Rodgers is there, they win it. Yeah, I mean, we know the Green Bay is leaps around arguably the second best team in the NFC when fully healthy. And, you know, as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing like Aaron Rodgers, this team is going to be, you know, 13 wins. 12, 13 wins should be like the bare minimum for this club. And I think that I mean, yes, they have some issues defensively, but they really sure that up in the draft, primarily thinking about the secondary, because we all remember, dear Lord, if Tom Brady throws another touchdown, Green Bay might riot and fight their place. So, and I think kind of the biggest situation is making sure that that offense really can stay healthy because now you have Randall Cobb, who is a true, you know, complimentary 1A to Devontae Adams because for a long time it was Devontae Adams and then, you know, insert guy here. Hey, you can be, you know, the number two wide receiver, but I think Randall Cobb can be a legitimate true 1A mm-hmm. for this offense because everything else is set. And it's just a matter of staying healthy, like with every other team. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Now, before you move on to the AFC North, we're going to take a commercial break. We're going to break this up in two segments so people can digest it, all right? All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. David will come by with the AFC North. But we're going to do a recap here. So number one, 
You got Green Bay Packers winning this division. What's their record? Just a quick recap. There's 17 games. 13 and 4. 13 and 4. Okay, so we got that down. 13 and 4 Green Bay Packers. Second team, you got the Minnesota Vikings. Where you got them at? I'll go 11 and 6, but if it's 10 and 7, if they're 10 and 7, I wouldn't be surprised. So 10 and 7, 11 and 6. All right, so we'll go with we'll go with ten and seven. The Bears. I'll be generous and I'll go eight and nine. Yeah, like I said, it depends on some factors, but like I said, one factor can get them to the extreme and competing for first place or even overtaking Minnesota to get the second place. But you're right, if if it's same old same old Bears, I'm looking at an eight and nine, seven and ten season. So we'll agree on that. So we've got eight and nine there, and then uh, the, the kittens. The kittens at 5-12 and 12 holding up the rear. Ooh. <laughs> Somebody will be probably biting kneecaps if they see some of that horrible football. So we got Green Bay first at 13-4, and 10-7 Minnesota, 8-9 Chicago, and 5-12 and for the Lions for the NFC North uh, preview predictions by David the Man of God Harris. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, you got the AFC North, the, the two two true definitions of black and blue divisions. We'll talk a little bit about uh, good old Roethlisberger. Oh, is this his final year? Hmm. Stay tuned to what David thinks here on 88.3 WGGs. After further review, we'll be back after this.